never thought I'd see the day. Just the guy, you know, always seemed very adverse to being online. But my buddy Colby Armstrong, you know, we talk a lot about hitting people up on Instagram on this show. He's there now. Arm dog. Follow him. What's up, buddy? How's life on the gram? Yeah. Man, I'm glad you mentioned that. I I was going to say, follow me on at Armdog on Insta, baby. I don't know. That's right. Exactly. Gonna fire up that Insta. Yeah, you gotta fire up that Insta so that uh, you don't just have me sliding in those DMs with memes. Yeah, you do. That is epic. I don't even know. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how to run those puppies right (laughs) now, flipping around in there. Yeah. Just getting used to it. It's a new adventure for me, bud. As soon as you got it and I was sending you those DMs, I kind of got the feeling like you didn't know if other people could see it because you were like not even <laughs> replying. <laughs> I didn't even know what to do. I didn't know yeah. how to do it. I know. I, I could tell. Know. I was like, hey, buddy, yeah. don't worry. Nobody can see these. Uh, it's fine. You can write in here. I was like, all right. Let them just ease into this. I'll, send, I'll just keep sending memes. Uh, I'll just make you know them worse and worse and worse. You know what? I'm a work in progress, but I think, yeah. I, I think I'll have a lot of fun with it, and it seems a lot more uh, – a lot more less stressful and oh, more yeah. fun than t- what Twitter has to offer, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, man, yeah. um, I try to limit my social media intake every day because I already have so much with work that like, has to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, thank you. You know, thank you. You know, I'm just such a advanced guy, you know. I just like to try to get <laughs> off the socials and limit my time, my screen time. Try to, you know – be present and live in the yeah. world that is not the world that I want. Um, I want reality <laughs> over virtuality, you know? I'm just that kind of a guy. But yeah, so Instagram, the only thing with it, because you're right, is like it's just fun. It's not like Twitter where it's just like one person who's like, I'm the best person, and the next person's like, but I'm more f- offended by that even than you are. And you're like, oh, please, God, stop. Um, Instagram's just uh, yeah, fun. The only thing you have to do is actually check the time. Like, look at the time when you open the app so that you know how long you've been on there. Because you feel like you just spent three minutes. You're like, oh, I just watched a little funny clip and I looked at a meme <laughs> and I liked my friend's story and that was that. And it's like, no, man, you were on there for an hour and a half. Like, it is a weird zone where time just flies by a billion times too fast. Like, it's <laughs> just look at the clock before you go on and then look at it when you turn it off. And you'll notice every single time you're like, I was on there way longer than I thought I was. Yeah, it's a gong show. It's a complete gong show. I do that all the time, too. I'm always just constantly, like, wasting time. And it's just like, yeah, you're right. Like, (laughs) wasting time, like, you think 20 minutes, but you're wasting, like, an hour or longer. And it's ridiculous. And, like, going to bed at 1 in the morning when you actually went to bed at, like, 1030, like a normal human. But you're still just, like, flipping around on there. I know. Yeah, it's – and I'm coming to your airwaves soon with that stuff. I'm going to be instinct. Big insta. Just fire it up. Big Insta guy. Insta's live. You are good on Instagram live. Like I've seen a couple. I've jumped on there. And yeah, I like You've it. been on there with like Merrick before and uh, Aaron Ward I've seen you with. And I, I like the – that's the one good thing about pandemic coverage. Like I think a little bit is, yeah. hey, 
guys are in their own element. They're not in a studio. You don't have to wear a suit and a tie and go in under the bright lights and put the makeup on and sit next to people who are, you know, 10 years in the business. You just kind of get to be yourself, which is a guy who loves hockey and played hockey his whole life and just gets to shoot it with other people who do the same and feel comfortable. And like, I have noticed that those things are very good. And, and I'm trying to think of more ways that we need to approach it from that standpoint, like media wise. So again, follow Colby on Instagram because yeah. those are really good at arm. I'm working uh, on it. I'm working on it. Everyone yeah. tune in more to come this entire season. It'll be a lot of fun. And, um, the great people at Sportsnet uh, helped me out and guided me with some cool ideas and some fun stuff that we're going to do this year. So I'm excited about that, buddy. I'm pumped. Yeah. Are you excited about me starting, potentially starting. coming How down about, the you, Hey, let me ask you this. Speaking of social media, um, how about uh, like first day of camps opened up and like every reporter or any follower of hockey is just going like insane posting everything. Like they can't keep up this pace all year, can they? That was day one, right? Um, I, I, my favorite thing about following like uh, Leafs Twitter or any kind of a beat because you yeah. follow everybody, right? Because you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to make enemies out here. Um, but you have, you follow everyone who tweets about the Leafs. You follow everybody who tweets about the Jays. You follow everybody who tweets about the raps. I love this time of year because everybody does the like same tweets over and over and over again. Like yeah. the whole feed is like oh, yeah. 25 people being like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Sheldon Keefe says, and you're Austin like, Matthews yeah. stepped on the ice. First. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... Did you see? Oh my God. I'm so glad that you brought this up. Dude, there's a show in Vancouver. Um, I can't remember what the name of the show is. I blew it. I don't have it in front of me anymore. But they did like a legit breakdown of OEL's first bag skate, and they were crushing him. <laughs> Ser- like for real. Like it's a it's like a five minute long video of OEL behind the pack at the bag skate, and they're like, "What do you make of this?" And one guy's like, "Travis Green cannot be happy with OEL's bag skate." I was like, "Oh man, we need the season to start. We need this to be like fast forward two weeks into the year." Uh, were you ever concerned? with a teammate's bag skate the first time you stepped out onto the ice. Actually, it was probably you, so they were like, oh, man, maybe we're, <laughs> yeah. we're concerned with you. <laughs> yeah. I had great hop one year, I can remember. Even oh, the nice. coach was like, wow, you've got good hop. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, thanks. But, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's always like kicking off the rust, man. It's always yeah. like kicking off the rust and getting it going again. It's never fun the first few days, so yeah. uh, I don't know if there's – a whole heck of a lot of stock truly put into it, but you've got to find it fairly quick. Obviously, I think preseason starts a couple of days, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden everyone gets going, and uh, you know you don't want to be left behind. So, I, I always was like shell shocked. It's like, you know, you work out and train and get ready, which all these players do more than ever now. But as soon as you, the intensity ramps up and physicality starts, and kind of like that competition goes in camp, and it's it truly is like a little bit of a shock to your body. So. I, I, I always hated the first few days of camps. Fitness testing, those bag skates, you know, all that all that stuff. The physicality ramps up is hard on the body. Groins are a little tender. Hip flexors a little tender. Um, you just hope to get through the first few days. So how do you think those Penguins players are feeling when they show up at camp and they step out on the ice and there's no Geno and there's no Sid? Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, the news two months at least with Malkin uh, at the start of the year here. I think that was kind of obvious when he got the surgery everyone kind of knew it but it really hit home i think when hextall made that uh, announcement to the media the other day um and then obviously said a few weeks ago uh with a wrist surgery that'll take him right up until 
you know, the first few weeks of the season or week of the season. I'm not truly. Did they did they say anything on that timeline exactly? I mean, Sid's I timeline it's... is supposed to be six weeks minimum, right? Like six weeks yeah. of the regular yeah, season. Yeah, okay. So. so, you know, the way I'm kind of feeling about those guys is just like, it's just a weird year for the Penguins because, like, they've been a constant, right, of this team is just always going to be good. They're always going to make the playoffs. Um They've had some disappointing exits the last couple of years. Last year, like I couldn't believe that Jari yeah. was still on the team. I guess it's a salary cap thing, but I just really thought they were going to upgrade a net after what happened last year. Like some things you just can't come back from, and I thought that that was a can't come back from series. But either way, he's there. Well, they did. They yeah. did. They uh, got rid of uh, their goaltending coach, and now yeah. Toronto's own Andy Kyoto, my ex teammate, is the new goalie coach. So. You know, <laughs> is he going to play if uh, if Jari chokes again or what? <laughs> is he is he going to put the pads on? Yodo to get in there. Yeah. He's all, he's awesome guy, all smart right. guy, and uh, he'll do a okay. good job. But um, I think they feel I don't. Know, I think they were disappointed, obviously, with the way he played and like what they were kind of left with. Um, but I think they still feel confident that there's like a player there with Tristan Jari, and you know. I do too. Like I watched him and I've seen him in, you know, it's, it's tough to say, but I've seen him in, in good runs of like a good month, a uh, good month and a half when he was with uh, Matt Murray here. Uh, but when you're given that head number one role uh, bunks, as you know, it's, it's a whole different mindset, right? Like you've got to handle the full load. You can't just have a month and then fizzle out and, and hope someone else can land it a little bit. So uh, I think it was something for him to wrap his head around as a guy. I think, I think there'll be a, I think they'll, be okay there in that situation with him rebounding this year but you know the obviously the main concern is what you brought up already with Malkin and Crosby not being there at the start of the year um you know and where this team was yeah they won their you know they ended up having a great year regular season wise and um you know led their division so it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the start of this season really looks like with this team who I think holds most consecutive playoff appearances and all of professional sports right now. They're running the hottest string, I think, 15, 16 years. So, um, yeah, a team with a with a winning culture, a team that's gotten it done uh, regular season-wise, even when, you know, playoffs haven't gone well. But uh, if you get off to a bad start, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when you're missing two big horses, generational talents like those two. Yeah, so here's my positive spin. Negative spin zone is, I'll start with quickly, because like, I'll deliver the bad news and the good news. Negative spin zone yeah. is that these guys get off to a slow start, and two months later, Malkin's coming back, and he's basically just auditioning to be traded. Because he's a free agent at the end of this year, and he's 35 years yeah. old, and I, I just don't know how this thing's going to go, but if, like... We know Brian Burke. He's not going to be the sentimental type here. Like he's going to be like, "Hey, Hextall, uh, trade this guy. Like, see what we can get back. We need to replenish the coffers." And then it's going to be the weirdest thing ever seeing Malkin in a different sweater, right? Like that's the bad yeah. zone. The good one is this team kind of finds themselves a little bit without Sid and without Malkin and has a little bit more ownership. Guys step up. Guys feel a little bit more confident. And then you inject those two guys back into your lineup. A um, couple months into the season, and yeah. they don't have to go through the grind of an 82-game season when Malkin, I believe, is 34, and what's it, 34 as well? I think they're both 34 mm-hmm. years old, right? So it's like both yeah, guys got, a little bit longer in the tooth. Up. Right. You got that, that, contract. He's up at the end of the year as well. There's, you know, I think this is obviously, you know, besides you know, the Malkin and Crosby thing, like this is a, a big, big year, year on decisions, and this is where Hextall and Burke coming in are – 
you know, have a lot on their plate, right? You've got these two, you know, players that have been here their entire careers, you know, wildly successful talents, core players of your team, and, and you're going to look at this year and kind of, you know, see what see where it leads you, um, you know, with decisions and really, really tough decisions like organi- organizational decisions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You're right. This is this is not just the start of the year. There's lots on the, on the table with this team and lots of decisions and, you know, I, I don't know envy, you know, anyone in those situations when you've got wildly popular players as those guys contracts coming up in a in a year where you're going to start off missing your two best players. So, yeah, wild, wild to start. Uh, I, I, you know, what's it going to look like? Is Jeff Carter going to be like what he was in the playoffs and down the stretch for the Penguins? He's going to have to, I think. You know, they're going to have to spread it out with Rust and Gensel as well, and you know, Gensel's name's in there for that U.S. Olympic team and. Uh, you know what kind of showing he's going to have out of the gates here to be one of those guys so um, yeah there's lots of room for guys to step up lots of room for some guys to you know get some time and and be seen and uh, you know P.O. Joseph a big defenseman for them that played you know for a month or so last year was uh, was really really good so um, you know a little experience in him able to come in and play with Chris Letang I think right now through camp uh, interesting to see how some of these younger guys kind of step in in the absence of some bigger name guys and what they can do here to start the season. Yeah, I hate that America's so loaded that a guy like of Gensel's caliber is uh, yeah. a bubble dude. Like he scored forty goals in the NHL. <laughs> I think he's, he's better so than team. So, so good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, are you going to be Canadian again when we play in the Olympics this year? Like with the the pros are back, like we can actually care about these things. Like the oh, isn't that going to be great? Yeah, I know. Are, like, so are you going to be Canadian? Amazing, you know, are, last are... Olympics I was a bubble guy. Remember? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, but the pros are coming back, and you know, yeah. you've got your your kids are fully American now. Like, you know, Cruz is not going to be one... like. They're dual. They're dual. Oh, but are they dual when they're going to be watching Austin Matthews tear the hearts out of Canada? Or are they going to be like, Dad, USA? <laughs> and then you're going to be like, oh, you know, you love your kids. And your kids are little Yankees. And so, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I need to know where your allegiances lie. Like, I'm going to need, if there's I'm one reason Canadian. to follow you on Instagram, it's like, I want to see the Instagram lives of you watching the Olympics. I need to see that you're actually crushed yep. if Canada loses. And I need to see you in the face of your kids like, that's why you cheer for Canada when we win and they crush yeah. their dreams. I don't know like, I want to see you make one this. of your kids cry. Uh, oh, I will. I will. I'll yeah. make fun of my kid. For sure, my son's going USA all the way. He oh. loves Austin Matthews. He loves, um, you know, he loves him. And I'm like, dude, you, like, met Sid. You talked to Sid. But, no, he loves yeah. these other guys. He's young, yeah. young beauties, you know. Wow. So, But I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or what, but, like, Speaking of Insta and, like, talking about Olympics, like, Sportsnet needs to send me to the Olympics, right? I know it's bubbled, but, like, you know, think about the Instas over there. Think of the Instas I could post. Yeah, from your hotel quarantine. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, unbelievable, right? Wouldn't that be incredible? I don't know. good. I just, I, I don't know. Man. Maybe like, I need I, to think this through a little more. <laughs> no, I just need to know, like I said, that you're still Canadian. I'm Canada. You know, that you still yep, care. That, that That you don't Dude, I fly. Canada. Okay. Canadian. Like... Let's yeah. go. So you say. I need so... this. We all do. You know, you say you're Canadian when I'm on the phone with you, but then when push comes to shove, you're living in America and raising a bunch of American kids. <laughs> it's like yeah, I got I got one suspect. Canadian kid under my yeah. belt, though, buddy. Yeah. One Canadian kid. <laughs> She'll be riding hard in the Canadian jersey with me. She's my I one. Love it. My favorite one by far. 
Canadians, let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. Oh, yeah. So, she'll, she'll rip up the TikToks with me. Yeah. So speaking of uh, your son's favorite player now, Austin Matthews, like he's coming back from a wrist surgery. I think he'll be fine. It's Austin Matthews, yeah. right? Like getting worried about him yeah. is like the dumbest thing you can do right now. It's like, you know what that guy's going to do? He's going to score uh, a lot of goals, like all the goals. And it doesn't matter who he plays with. It doesn't matter what he does. He's going to score goals all the time. The rest of the team, though, like, I don't know if you saw, speaking of media day stuff, like, the these guys were getting grilled. And some fans feel like it's never enough, right? But by hockey standards, yeah. these guys were getting grilled. Like, every question is, how do you move on from the failure last year? What, how are you guys dealing with oh, this? Course. How are you guys dealing with that, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's not – this was not easy. And these dudes went up there, and for the most part, it was kind of, you know, pretty lame. They just said, we have to move on. They did the classic hockey thing for the most part of no big deal, except for Spezza, who, you know, is an absolute legend and has the gravitas to speak his own mind. But, yeah, oof, like, how do you think these guys are going to handle this right now? Because they've been the core anyways – pretty much only celebrated by the city like Nylander not so much because he's been split but even still Nylander's been still pretty popular and people make too big of a deal of that but now they come into this year where you almost can't change anybody's mind and you can't get the fans to buy in the same way with the regular season because people don't care about what you do in the regular season like how do you think those guys are going to handle that from a mental standpoint are we overdoing it from the outside or you think that actually has a little bit of weight in the in the dressing room no, I think there's I think there's a lot of pressure there for this group and I think even, you know, with you know, what Dubis has put on the table as well. Like he took, you know, criticism for his ideas of what, you know, his team should look like and, you know, he went out and proved it with some toughness and got all these guys and they fell flat on their face again and this isn't supposed to happen and this is our plan and you know, I believe in this this plan, I believe in this idea, I believe in our players, I believe in our group. Uh, and I believe in the way we play. So, you know, him saying that too, I think, you know, surrounding, you know, what this group has been and what this group has, you know, failed to do with expectations that they have. I think there's, a, I think there's obviously a lot of pressure, um, you know, internally. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, answering those questions at me today, like you, you got to do it and you got to get through it. Uh, if I'm a player, that's what I'm thinking. Like, just get up there, get through it. We're going to start fresh. We need to do better, but there's, there's a pressure, man, when you're supposed to be that good and you've got that talent, you've got that core, and then you've got, you know, that backing of, of, of you know, your general manager saying, like, this is it. Like, you know, you've got to get it done. You've got to get it done. And, and it's, you know, as years tick by, you know, with this plan being in place and what they're looking to do and, you know, the money they've spent and guys in certain spots, um, you know, it's, it's, it's at the top of the top of mind for sure with, with the pressures of of you know internally ex, ex, the internal expectations as well so man, it's a big year this is a big year in leaf leafland uh you know for the organization for for management team i think there's a lot of pressure on them uh you know with what's transpired over the last few years with you know their failures in the playoffs but um you know especially what was said in the off season and, and what's expected and and the belief and standing behind and with what they're doing and i think you have to Right, like you have to do that, right? But at the same time, I think it it amps it up because it's it's time. I think these guys are going to have a really tough time separating the way the fan base feels and the way the room yeah. is. Last year, it was all about like everyone loved these dudes. 
They had the Amazon thing following around. They all probably felt like massive celebrities. They got Jumbo in the room. They just brought in yep. Simmons. Like they bring in all these culture guys. The pressure to win is there, but they just steamroll teams, right? Like they walked to the top of that division. They cruised it. They shut down McDavid. They went to Edmonton yep. all year long, and they were like, "Yeah, who's this guy? Uh, where? What number is he? He's supposed to be the guy." Like. He's not doing anything against us. We're crushing them. They crushed everybody. They were front runners all year long. It was fun, fun, fun. Now Joe Thornton leaves. I remember you and I on the phone talking about when they signed Jumbo, and it oh, was, yeah. you have no idea what this guy's going to do for that room, and apparently it worked out. And I think that those guys do care about each other. I think that they still have yeah. a lot of those pieces. Like They do have leaders like Spets is there, Simmons is there. Um, I think Matthews is going to take more ownership of that group, whatever. But uh, Morgan Riley, same thing. But I do wonder about, like, how having fun plays into this. There's a, yeah. hey, people, fans would say, oh, you don't want them to have fun. Now it's time to be serious, and now it's time to get down to business. Now it's time to do whatever. It's like it's 82 games. Everybody has to have fun at work, right? Like, there's no job on the planet where you're not having fun and you are better at it. Like, not that I can think of anyways. Like, the work is supposed to be fun. Not that you should be, like, indulging outside of it. I, I just like with social media with what they're going to get. So they got to disconnect from yeah. that. The big one is sneakily they have to get off to a decent start because if these guys suck out of the gate, if they're just like 500 and the power play the, – if the power play is not clicking early, we're 10 games in the year and that power play just still can't figure it out. You know what's going to happen? Booze. Better believe it, yeah. man. Think of their they're pressure on booed. that new coach It's coming in to sort that out. I mean – Yep. Um, and all of a sudden, so, it's going to be social. It's going to be everywhere they go. It's going to be booze. It's going to be pandemic. I just, I, I worry about the their their ability to not get out of the gates hot and how that's going to impact everything in a competitive division yeah, this year. This isn't the North. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's just so much at stake at, at the start. And you know, I remember you know talking to Doug McLean, working with him, and as a as a general manager, and and the pressures with your team out of the gates. I mean, your pressures to, you know, get your first win of the year, your pressures to start good and, and what that feels like even as a, as a GM, but especially as a team with all this expectations as well. Um, you know, it was interesting hearing it from his perspective as a GM, because when you're a player, obviously you want things to go great when it doesn't, you know, one game turns into five turns into six and then all of a sudden you're, you're searching. So um, yeah, I think total organizational pressure, off the start of the year to find their footing, you know, find the maturity within their team throughout the season as well. Um, and then build obviously towards the main talk, which is playoff success. And, you know, everything's all fine and dandy up until you hit the playoffs when it really counts. And, you know, they have to be a team that, that, you know, lives up to expectations this year. It's just, it's just a fact. So I told you last night in text, that I'm going to Baltimore for my brother's 30th yes. to take in a couple of football games. And then Lamar. we're definitely going to Miami oh my God. because he's going to go see – like Lamar is his boy, right? Like, so no, who, it's his yeah. 30th birthday. We're going to go see Jackson play on the Sunday, and then we're going to go see him play on Thursday night. We're going to take in a Maryland football game. They're going to be playing Penn State. We're going to be at that. And then we're going to do some fishing in Miami too, which oh, I know you've done. And so I'm really looking forward to that. But the question of the trip is like, do we go to Pittsburgh for the Monday night game? Like, that's the real no, question. No, for sure, dude. And, well, 
I know. Well, that's that's what I'm asking you. Is what are we? Are you selling me on coming down to the Berg? Oh, buddy, like, am I, I getting the Natalie on... Spooner treatment from you? Am I getting the Brett Kiesel yeah. hookup? Like, like what what are we doing here? We could make it happen. It'd be unbelievable for my gram as well to have a celebrity like you yeah. down here. <laughs> and we'd, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. we'd, uh, you, you gotta see, especially like I went to the game on Sunday and, you know, driving down there, like it is a rock and the parking lot is like the tailgating was just bananas. It was incredible. Found a parking spot, got in there. The place was just electric man like people it was it was a first game like you know everyone was ready to go first home game so yeah i i you gotta feel it you gotta be there you gotta stop by here witness uh you know a steelers game in steeler nation and on monday night i i i will do my best to uh host um if I'm around, schedule permitting, of course, my friend. Uh, wow, if well, I'm around, that's not a good sell job. That's a, oh, if you know, if I can I've make it, if uh, I don't have fall through. Yeah, yeah. but if not, <laughs> if really... not, I will. I will I... do my best to hook you guys up with a great time. If 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 I came to Pittsburgh, and you like bailed last minute, and you're like, oh, I had a thing I had to do. Uh, <laughs> I, you hey, know, man, a... if it all falls through. Yeah. I can always send yeah. you over to a buddy of mine that lives near me that is a Bills fan, and he'll he'll slam you through a table at his garage if that's if that's any better. <laughs> that sounds horrible. You're like, hey, I won't see him, but some guy will assault you. <laughs> it's like that's yeah. cool, right? That's just that's as good as seeing your buddy. Yeah. Man, it's weird to think about how long it's been since I've seen you. Like it was deadline. It's a long time. And, I know. Yeah, man. It's been a, it's a while. It's been Too a long. shift. So, so get your butt down yeah, we gotta, there. We'll we, go watch a Steelers game. It'll be awesome. I know. Um, well, I mean, maybe if schedule permits for you, Mr. Fancy. Like, we'll schedule like, permitting. I mean, <laughs> I have no clue what I'm doing this year. So it's up in the no, air I gave right you the. Now, I, gave we'll you the date, I gave you the date. I gave you the date. I gave you the date. We circle it. it. And yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we'll talk. It. We'll talk a little bit more. But I, I think it's happening, buddy. NFL, I think that, uh, buddy. People are going to see us together. Let's just bask in it. Let's bask in it. Yeah. NFL's yeah, rocking. Ryder Cup's on right now. NHL is starting. Like, here we go. Yeah, is this so not good. unbelievable? I'm fired up. No, I'm stoked. I love Enjoy, it. Enjoy, everybody. Uh, Colby Armstrong, you're the best, man. I'll talk to you soon. See you, pal. All right. Miss you, pal. Um, yep. Yeah, always, bud.